Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's in the pocket, Eddie. He's in the pocket, Eddie. Crafting some magic. First game. No one. First. In the goal. Oh, that's touch. That is This will be reversed. Oh, minute 14 left. This could be double deja vu. Giants won it late last week. Cameron maybe for the game. Oh no! The Welcome to the Clicking Balls podcast. This is AFL round nine wrapped. My name is Heath and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So Josh, do you have a highlight of the weekend past? Oh, I've got a couple but I think uh, the biggest one for me is, I, I know everyone here is a, a Bass Rutten fan and uh, I'm, I'm sure he listens as well. Uh, we popped a couple of things up on Clicking Balls from his uh, highly entertaining uh, videos. But uh, I didn't realise Ben Cunnington, a uh, big Bass Rutten fan. Um, as everyone in the world knows, Bass Rutten, uh, big star of pride and uh, mixed martial arts. UFC, first UFC yep. heavyweight champion. Exactly so. And his uh, signature move, if you like, was uh, a kick to the liver. Uh, Cunnington decided, oh, I can go one better and just put a, a sweet little jab into Bernie Vince. He got him sweet. Dropped him like a sack of shit. And it was funny because Vince was uh, earlier on giving Higgins a bit of a touch-up all day. And uh, he tried to try that shit with Cunnington. And Cunnington just, uh, he tried to coat anger him. He sort of took that one on board and got in uh, Cunnington's face. And he just did the little sneaky tummy tap that was actually a liver punch and dropped him. <laughs> he didn't look like he put much behind it, but must have caught him sweet. I think Salem got uh, gave uh, Thompson, no, it wasn't Thompson. Uh, Higgins. touch up Higgins. Higgins touch up as well, didn't he? A little nose massage with his elbow. Yeah, he got yeah. a week for that one. Yeah. Um, Cunnington got a, a $1,500 fine. But uh, I, tell you, I don't think anyone's going to try that shit with him again. <laughs> ah, it's 1500 bucks is money well spent, I think. I reckon so. Um, he's a hard little shithead. Isn't he? Brenton, you got a highlight? Oh, yeah. I'm just glad good beer week's over. It's been a long bloody week. <laughs> hard work. Liver's been destroyed. We had an end of week party last night, so I'm a bit dusty today. Um, cooked up these huge fucking ribeyes on hot coals out yeah. the back. So, yeah, it's delicious. Nice, wash it down with a nice Anderson Valley Briny Melon Gosa, which is my beer of the week. Beer of the week, there you are. Beautiful little sour beer that uh, will be on tap soon in around Melbourne. So, yeah, get into that one. Um, my highlight of the week is along those lines too. Um, we was cooking some uh, some ribs because we got the in-laws are back um, staying with us again. Oh, shit. Yep. Um and uh, we thought Saturday night I'll cook some ribs because I'm starting to get it down pat, you know, yep. pretty fucking perfect. But the, the ribs you get at Coles and Woolies are very, very sweet, but they're small and expensive yeah. too, like 24, yeah. 25 bucks a kilo for small ribs. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to try Costco. I've never been to Costco before and I thought I'm going to go there by myself. Um, and it got in early too on Saturday. So I was surprised. It took me fucking ages. And I've got to say one thing. I, I've always said that Audi customers are the slowest and most unaware people in the world yep. got nothing on Costco customers <laughs> fucking hell those double wide trolleys uh, sometimes I'd go three aisles over just to get where I actually wanted to go <laughs> do but, they have the little uh, mobility scooter things yeah yeah I saw a couple of them um, 
but uh, you know, ones with trolleys attached to the front. Mm-hmm. Actually, I only saw one, but um, they were probably the the least of the problems, to be honest. The people just park it diagonal in the middle of aisles. I felt like we should start a, a Costco racing league. That's on mobility scooters. Set up a little track around some of the aisles and, and see who takes the glory. But I tell you, it took me ages, but I finally found the ribs um, that they had there. And it, like I said, I went through the meat section about four times. I'm like, they don't fucking sell it. This is fucking shit. Yeah. Then I found it, and it was like half an aisle of ribs. And I went, <laughs> okay, well, that one's my fault. I clearly missed that. <laughs> How the fuck did you miss half an aisle of ribs? Well, you know what I mean. Half a freezer, yeah. It was, it was quite large, the section I missed anyway. But the point is, when I finally found them, fuck, they were unreal. Yeah, I remember sending me a photo. It looked amazing. They were so thick and so much meat on them. Yeah. Um, and I think they were 19 a kilo, so a good five or six bucks cheaper than the butchers. Lest anyone wondering, Costco aren't paying a shit for this, but if they'd want to, we're more than happy I'm to pluck the shit out of them. I just said how shit everything else was there. So <laughs> <laughs> if this is a paid segment, we're doing a very poor job. But Plus, um, if you've got to buy a membership to go get some food, then go fuck yourself. That's weird. <laughs> well, cards do they sell there. beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sell oh. alcohol. They sell fucking everything. Yeah, it's probably shit though. Uh, well, Heineken. I mean, I saw that there. No, no, no. They, they sell beer, you know. And, but anyway, the ribs were fucking amazing. Um, so from now on, if I'm ever doing ribs, that's where I'm buying them from. Because even butchers, like we used to say, Box Hill was a place to go for for pork. Yeah, they don't do the the proper spare ribs. No, there's only one little market that'll do them if you ask for them. Like yeah. they was going to the uh, cool room and they'll chop it up for you, which I usually get them to do it. What you mean, American style baby back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, yeah, there are a couple of places there, but they, they don't have much of it. No, and expensive too. Cause yeah. I, I went through Box Hill the other day and just to price them, and I went, no. Nah, no, no Farmer's good. Market's where you go for those ones. Yeah, probably a better it's bet. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, but um, like I said, when I went to Costco, I bought five racks of ribs. Um, it was far too much for <laughs> what yeah. we were planning, um, and there's still some left today. Nice. It, that happened when, um, when I went traveling. We are in Uruguay, and little fucking place. I, I didn't speak much Spanish. And all they had up on was, you know, ribs, yep. legs, whatever. And I'm like, ribs? Oh, no, fucking ribs. All right. I'm thinking I'm getting some lamb ribs or something. And uh, they pull out this fucking huge rack and throw it on the beef, this um, uh, angled, like, tray, I guess, over hot coals. Yeah, beef. Yeah. And I just see him throwing sea salt at it. And I'm like, the fuck? What? Hang on. <laughs> Put it on this tray. And it would have been probably 60 centimeters wide. And it was sucking as fuck. They yeah. great chimichurri sauce. Fucking loving life. Yeah, I saw they had a barbecue festival out in Broster Valley. Uh, Uncle sent photos yeah. down of that same setup, with <laughs> yes. a, which is surrounded by like whole pigs, <laughs> just mm. being uh, butterflied and hanging over these hot coals. It looked amazing. Oh, fucking hungry now. Yeah. yeah, well, I've still got some left over, so when I go home after <laughs> this, it'll be good. All right, so let's get to the footy, though. Um, we started with, uh, this the first week of the uh, eight-game rounds, but uh, we started on Friday night with uh, Geelong putting in a spirited performance to get up over the doggies. And the doggies were brutal at the selection table. Um, really cut some some people off for you know a couple of poor performances and yeah, perhaps yeah. too much yeah I maybe I mean too much ketamine apparently might, <laughs> might have been a good idea to throw <laughs> they would have liked to be able to throw Libba to Selwood or or Dangerfield yeah. I think at, at any stage during this game mm. but Dangerfield with uh, thirty six touches and four goals um, just doing as he as he does and it's still a close fought contest too I mean they got blown out a bit but the Bulldogs managed to pull it back which I mean it made for an interesting game at least. Well, the last quarter, Bulldogs actually started ahead. Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, the old last quarter fade-out with uh, a team that's probably not as fresh in the legs as... Well, Bulldogs never fresh in the legs, are they? There's always something that's, something that's not firing. But um, yeah, it's good to have a proper Friday night match again that's going to be close between the two top teams. Yeah, it won't happen this week. Yeah. Um, 
it was especially after Geelong were embarrassed. I think last week against Essendon. Yeah. Um, so they really came out and good performances all over the ground, yeah. except for Motlop. Motlop was shocking. Sure. He he is one of the most up and down people. He got, he well, oscillates from being you know a quality uh, creative forward to a fucking liability. Liability. Yeah. Um, yeah. He hasn't been much of the creative forward this year at all. But he's yeah. had a couple of good games. He's had more he's bad had two. Was this the first uh, game with the new stadium built? Yep. Uh, yeah, new stands. New stands. Finally, that's been like on the cards for ages. But every time you see a game at school stadium, you always see the the works there. Well, yeah, it's it's Geelong, so you know. The, what do they name the the new stand? The Dave. Charles Brownlow stand, yeah, which good. is interesting because I thought there's already something named after him. Yeah, yeah. Could have had the Garibald Junior stand, just really, you know, <laughs> really hammer it home. Eggs in my basket. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a, a weird choice. Yeah, but anyway, you know. Yep. For Mitch Duncan, 18 tackles. Jesus. That's massive. And also, to go with 31 possessions, which isn't too bad either. Means he's in around yeah. all, all day. Yeah, he's, uh, that's, that's Libba-like numbers. That's just Except more touches. It's relentless, really. Yeah. If you can run around and get possessions and tackle when, uh, when you're over the ball, yeah. that's, that's a hard-fought hard, hard fought game. Throw in seven marks, and gee, he's having a fair bit of the ball there. Um, it's good to see Mitch Wallace back as well. That was his first game after his horrific leg break um, oh, last yeah, year. That's right. Mm. Um, so he, he got about he, it. Yeah, he didn't look too bad. Um, it's funny though when you have a horrific injury like that. Every time he gets up sore, they're like, "Oh, I wonder if that leg's bothering him." Yeah. But no, nah, he's probably just taking a knock, mate. Yeah. Plus, doesn't the leg grow back stronger when you have a break like that? Pretty apparently. much. Allegedly, so I've been told. I mean, yeah. I still wouldn't try and risk it. Risk it and try it, yeah. but <laughs> didn't work too good for Nathan Brown though. Yeah. On, on the actual part where it breaks it becomes stronger I think but uh, you can still break it a centimetre below it yeah yeah there's always that um, and I thought Bob Murphy was one of the better ones um, for the Bulldogs as well he really yeah. showed some toe yeah um, at, at times and it was a time when the Bulldogs need some leadership with a lot of people having a seat yep. and some people got off the rails so yeah it's good to see him put his hand up as he always does but it's not enough to write off the dogs though is it no I mean, you, just, no. you go no nah, they're just going to plod along Sneak into the eight, yep. and then who knows what happens from there. Well, the thing is, they were still in it. Like, I have very... I can't think of a, a game this season where I've thought, no, nah, the Bulldogs are completely out of this. They're done, yeah. Yeah. We looked around it. Well, they got beaten in the midfield too, didn't they? Uh, I think they mm. lost the... Dangerfield. The hit-outs, Dangerfield, yeah, yeah. But they still managed to find a way to get back in the contest. Um, so, yeah, much to their credit. They tried their best, but uh, just fell a bit short. Um, and... Excuse me. Like we said, Geelong, um, a bit of a bounce back for them. Um, I think that, yeah, like I said, with the new stadium and the new fans there, just didn't want to be embarrassed two weeks in a row. Yeah. So yep. um, they sorted themselves out. Oh, the funny thing is, too, Geelong had uh, 11 spare rotations. Really? Yeah. Didn't they only used, only used 79, uh, as opposed to uh, the Bulldogs, 89. But uh, that's to me, shows that they're a fucking fit side. Yeah, that's good when your, your stars are killing it, you're not just pulling yeah. them straight off and, and going, yeah. oh, I might need to rest, just let them run, run with the momentum. And, that's and one thing that confuses the, the fuck the out of me. You get a player who uh, just kicks a goal, for example, and if they've run the whole length of the field, fuck yeah, they want to come off. But uh, some of the forwards, especially the stay-at-homes, like uh, Tom Hawkins and uh, old mate Cloakey was in for this match as well, if they kick a goal, leave them on there. Yeah, yeah well, they don't come off often. I don't think uh, Hawkins, he probably comes off for his yeah. one or two rests a game. Well, doesn't get goals, so... <laughs> he probably just doesn't want to run to the boundary. Actually, you hear um, that Aussie punter in the college system won his second punter of the year award? Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, I thought you were talking it, about Gamble then. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, where I went. No, he, um, I've forgotten his name. Michael Hutchison. No, that's not it. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. Um, no, nah, I can't remember his name, but he was doing an interview when he was presented the awards, and they're going, you know, why did you choose this sport instead of Australian football? He's like, well, I'll tell you the truth. 
deep inside I'm a fat yeah. bloke, so uh, <laughs> running 20, 30 yards off and on the field is about all I wanted to do, so that's all I got for you. I think he gave that interview about two years ago, though. That's, how, no, well, that's when I heard it. No, I think it was a new one. I think might have done the same thing last year, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think you you might have just seen it. Um, anyway, on, uh, on Saturday, uh, St Kilda got overrun um, by Sydney. St Kilda were not great. But no. this is more about Sydney, I thought. Yeah, it's been two weeks in a row of um, St. Kilda's having shocking first halves where just yeah. turnovers killed them. And also, just Sydney managed to, to have their midfield firing and playing. They yeah. got too many easy possessions and easy marks like in the in the um, centre square, which just mm. sets them up to, to get Buddy to take over or have a few more um, targets hit down the middle. And Saints just can't spread across the whole field. Well, it was only a matter of time before we saw this side of Sydney. They're too good a side to be dwelling where they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was Parker, it was Hannabry in the middle, just absolutely killing it. And um, Buddy, uh, when he gets in that mood and he says, no, I'm just going to kick this goal. There's ones where he's got tackled and he's broken it and kicked it from 60 out. And you just go, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not fair. He's a freak. Absolute freak. Um, when he's on. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, the Saints scored the same in the first half as they did in the second half. Um, but uh, obviously once the Swans got on top, they just started peppering the goals and yeah. um, and kick straight. You know, 18-10's a very good return. Well, there's not really any excuses to have a, a messy sort of scoreline when you play at Elliott Stadium with a roof on, especially Sydney playing back-to-back there as well. Obviously, learned their lessons mm. um, against North and sort of implement, implemented that against the Saints. Funny you mention that, because the roof was open. Was um, it? Twice this weekend, they left the roof open yeah. at uh, at Etihad Stadium. They didn't dare do it last weekend. It's North. still fully enclosed, though. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. But um, that, um, They were talking during the game about, you know, the blustery breeze, and, you know, it's going right to left, and then they show a kick and it holds up. Going right to left, you're like, maybe it isn't, maybe it isn't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, no need at all. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit disappointing um, from uh, from the Saints' point of view um, yeah. because they, they had a chance um, here to, you know, Sydney were what two and two and six before this game. Yeah, and uh, Saints really needed a, a good performance after just getting over the line against Carlton. Yeah, plus the, the run that, just never got there. They were that hickey, aren't they? They had longer come in for his first his first game for him or something like that. It was serviceable, got a few hit outs, so, um, you know, I think the question is still out if they've got deep ruck stocks. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> I think they, they might get found out around the ground when they um, play against a decent ruckman. Well, I mean, yeah, Hickey's been good, and as long as they've only played a couple of games, but yeah. um, it, it wasn't enough, <laughs> I, I think. And, and especially with the Sydney um, on ballers being as dominant yeah. as they were, mm-hmm. um, an inexperienced ruckman like Longer is, even though he won the hit outs, he's not going to. You know, dominate with yep. uh, getting it in the right spot. Mm. Well, we saw that pretty much every game last round that uh, win the hitouts but lose the clearances. Happen often. Lose the game. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Seb Ross got 37 possessions. I didn't really notice that as the game was going on. Yeah. Uh, a, especially after last week, we had 30, what do you have, 35 and 5 or something yeah, like that? Some of that. Yep. So 37 and 0 goals one, just not good enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about Paddy McCartan? What'd you make of him? Well, uh, I, I still think that he's. I don't know if they have room for him in their in their forward line. I don't know if they they need him there because I mean, seems like Bruce has been good, but Paddy McCartan, uh, not sure. I'm not well, sure. I'm gonna say that they dropped Bruce for poor performances for Paddy McCartan. Yeah, and I thought Paddy looked he looked like a scared first year player. Yeah, and yeah. he's year three now. Or y- yeah, yeah, definitely three about three, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and apparently dominating in the VFL. Yeah, um, I mean, got a long way to go. Exactly. Having said that, I mean, he was against Grundy who. 
I thought would be past it at this stage, but he's having a, a fairly decent year down back. He's got a few scalps, yeah. even though Sydney haven't performed that well. He's done all right. And he's had to step up as well with, was it Rampy was out for a couple of games? He, he was first game back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's had to step up, and it's good to see he's continued that momentum. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Saints forward line's a bit too, they've got too many people putting their hands up to, to hold down that, that spot. So I don't know if uh, McCartan can really seal the deal with that one. I think he has to either find a different position for him to play or, or probably trade bait. He could end up trade bait already. Yeah. Well, he'd have options. Yeah, I mean, St Kilda looking good for what they're recruiting, so, or what, what their drafts are. So, I mean, well, they'll, have a, they'll have a pretty uh, heavy presence at the draft. Yeah, they could have two top 10 picks the way things are going. Mm. Carton might make a nice home out west. Maybe. The Purple Club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, could do. I don't know if he's got any ties to WA. They tend to only look at recruiting locals. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want them fucking off back home. Yeah, well, you can understand that. Um, Okay, on to the Giants and Richmond. Um, yeah. What do you say? Well, I did ask uh, the old man today um, whether he was watching the telly and I said, is that the new one? And he's like, what? I'm like, I figured you put your foot through the last one last week, surely. <laughs> well, um, apparently not. He, he's kind of getting used to it. He's immune. He's immune to the ups and downs of uh, the, the, the Tigers. But we were watching that last quarter and immediately when they, uh, it was it Short and Martin. Was it? Yeah. I th- or was it Short or Castagna? I can't remember. I actually, to be honest, I didn't watch it. I just followed it online. I looked at half time. I was like, "Oh, we're a chance here." Yeah. <laughs> the third quarter, I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, when they missed those first easy two goals, and you're just like, "Nope, no, yeah. we know this is going. Know exactly what's going to happen." Ten fifteen. Yeah. Jeez. Especially far behind the last but, quarter. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was a, a greasy game and yeah. raining early, and that suited the Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're watching that last one, and then uh, the first game, it kicks a kicks a goal. That gets disallowed. Yeah, I thought there is nothing more like this. This is rigged. Yeah, this is the Matrix just saying, "No, nah, it's Richmond. This is how it happens." <laughs> there's, yeah, some of there's got a sense of humour, but um, for, by all accounts, I didn't. We didn't watch it. I'm not going to. But the back line was actually pretty <laughs> decent. <laughs> like Rance, Grimes, Grimes had a blind held up. Yeah. Well, no. What happened with uh, that disallowed goal though was it wasn't disallowed on the uh, umpire's call. Umpire called a goal, and it was only when the ball was travelling back to the centre yeah. for the bounce that uh, the automatic review discovered, no, no, it's not a goal. And so Richmond players were already setting up for a centre bounce and then they didn't get back enough yeah. uh, to lock it in and Gino Eskett's got the ball out and moved along nice and handy. Um, see, it's funny because if it was called touch immediately, Richmond would have been set up better and it mm. might have actually not gone through as fast as what it did. Yeah. So in a way, it's the worst possible result is just that everybody run back and they... The umpire did try to hold it up a little bit and say, no, you've got to let them set up, but not enough for Richmond. They just weren't, yeah. weren't there. And then that massive kick, um, you know, playing on mm. out of fullback and kicking it down the middle, and then a beautiful punch. It's very um, Fletcher-like. From, from Davis, I think it was. Yep. Just, it was just the right thing, and just everything went right for him. And you just go, yep, eh, that's the way it is. Yep. But played, good, win. played great all day. Um, and, and I thought Rance and Grimes were probably the two best. Yeah. Martin apparently not far behind. you got a fair few touches of it. He's got another great don't argue on Toronto. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Punished him. It was just uh, almost like uh, just shoved him to the ground, more or less. It, it was poor with thing. Yeah. First year player, poor lad. Yeah. Mm. He's done all right, though. He's had a couple of good weeks. He's been manhandled a fair bit, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But you'll, that'll happen when you're, when you're a little sort of terror like that, being a first year mm. player. The lazy 35 touches Dusty had. Um, mm. and, uh, Get a couple of nice fend-offs again. Jake Boomer Kelly, as you've named him. <laughs> yeah. he, he's had over 30 against, and he's doing his best to drive his price up, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing really well, he's actually. a couple of weeks. Josh Kelly, yeah. but yeah, I know what you mean. And then Curvis first game back after... 
being dropped or was injured. No, one week suspension. Suspension, that's right. Um, still got towed up by Mumford. You reckon he did? Yeah, yeah, been? yeah he didn't do enough. No, Dusty had to sort of get his own ball, which is not un- yeah. un- unusual, but the rest of the midfield sort of didn't really have much of a chance. Well, in terms of headouts, Mumford got 40 to Nankivis' is 19, so it's a fair talent. He, yeah. he looked handy around the ground still. He, he moves he's, he's well. He's better around the ground, he's yeah. A good set of hands. Nankivis uh, is doing brilliantly. Like, I, yeah. I highly rate him. Um, Mumford's probably just a bit too fucking big. Yeah, but I thought Mumford had been struggling the last couple of weeks, yeah. uh, especially with some of the uh, non-ruckmen in the centre bounces going up against him and out-leaping him. Yep. Um, so he would have been happy, I think, to have another lumbering. Yeah. Well, he didn't have a lot of impact around the ground. He only had five touches uh, to Nangabas is 19. So that shows you how much yeah. more handy Nangabas was. Yeah. The Tigers had Soldo coming in to play his first game? Third or third game, something, yeah, like something like that. Yeah, mm. had, had to go. Yeah, he, he went all right. right. He's been Not handy. Scared. Uh, well, when Nankivis was out, he was he's been quite handy the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Yep. He's still as uncoordinated as a newborn yeah. giraffe. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a big uncoordinated newborn yeah. giraffe. So. Yeah, that helps. Um, I don't know. There's, is there much more to say about the Tigers? No. At least they're not getting flogged. Yeah, it's just true. And we were saying that we could reasonably go into the, the buy round being... Um, even? Yeah, even after yeah. a 5-0 start. And it looks like it's going to happen too. 5-0 start to 5-4. and four. Yep. But I, I still think that the the effort is there. It's just the yeah. execution's not quite. Yeah. Well, and also, there have been some greasy games. So, yeah. But uh, that suits them. Yeah. Oh, I think it, it does. Helps. But I think, uh, you know, with a bit more clean touches, maybe we'll see, you know, Cochin come out yeah. of the shell a bit more. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to find the positives, to be honest. Well, the shit thing is that still sort of, I mean, same result as last week, but we're on the other side of the action. Like we're actually <laughs> yeah. ahead. Yeah. I think I was looking at the stats, or I read it somewhere, that GWS only led for like 59 seconds or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> or, and like, I think 12 of those seconds or something, balls in dispute. Yeah, I think in the last three weeks, you've only been behind for around five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, obviously, a week before, we were coming back, and then they obviously kicked yeah. off a siren this time. Yeah, we got beat both ways by by three points. So, disappointed on that one. Yeah, I can say last week they led by led the uh, for 21 seconds or something like yeah. that. Yeah, the entire game. They yeah. lost. Um, on to the next one. I mean, Brisbane versus the Crows. Brisbane put, took it up to them in the first quarter, but um, I think just overall skill level. Was... Well, 7-18. Like, again, goal kicking, you, you can expect... You want better than even. Like, there's a couple of rushes here and there, fair enough. But if a team's kicking less than less goals than points, there's an issue. And if they're kicking double the amount of points than goals, there's a big issue. Yeah. When the other team's kicking 20-plus goals a game, it makes it very difficult if you're not going to be able to Fuck, kick straight. Yeah, and Adelaide, you know, the the heaviest attack in the comp. Yeah. By, yep. by some relentless too. Mm-hmm. Relentless. Yeah. Um, it was always going to end up this way, though. I mean, uh, I think that... Their goal kicking woes is more, you know, they're, they're rushed shots as well, mm. and they're not yeah. getting, you know, nice little lead ups from thirty five out and that not kind sure. of stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, Eddie's put another contender in for goal of the year as well. It's yep. not a bad effort. What the fuck, that bloke, like, and to get past the goalkeeper as well. But the thing is, he's talking. Any other player? Look, can you think of a better small forward? Yeah, like, I mean, in history. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's him. I mean, you could you could put some names up, like maybe Dacos qualifies as a small forward, but I'd still take Eddie Betts over him. Um, I mean, Bartlett's kicked more goals, but only could he played for four decades. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, even Richmond supporters don't we wouldn't put Bartlett <laughs> in there. Would they? Not many, <laughs> besides Kev. Yeah, <laughs> he's a legit Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think it's without a doubt. I mean, it's just it's not even in question. Yeah, it's just a matter of when. Do they wait till he retires or just go? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Chuck him in there. Why not? <laughs> But uh, 
breaking uh, Carlton supporters' hearts. <laughs> do that? No, I, you reckon they'd be used to it by now. But we still go back. And I know. I don't know how many times we've said it since he got uh, traded to Carl, to Adelaide. They overpaid. Yeah, clearly they underpaid. Yeah, yeah. By, they by got a bargain on that one. And I mean, just the talent they've got around him as well. Yeah. Now uh, they've recruited well. They've yeah. um, obviously traded in well, and it's going to be hard to stop them. I would imagine. I can't really see who's going to take it to them. I mean, obviously got beat by North and beat by Melbourne, but you have to kind of think they're anomalies because I don't see North or Melbourne. Well, I think it's good that um, they four. found out where their weakness is, and that's you know you, you got to tag Sloan out of the game. Yeah, Tasmania now, apparently. Um, yeah, Brisbane didn't have anybody good enough to run with Sloan. Yeah, and they just couldn't afford to to lock one of their good players up. And, and what's the point? Really? Yeah, I mean they're on a learning curve yeah. um, this year, so um, it'll be interesting again when they come up against better opposition to see how they've learned. Yeah. And I think uh, Scott Thompson's still running around in the sample. I think he'll actually be better in that midfield when they have the heavy tags. Really well, yeah, um, you need someone to protect Sloan. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a, that sort of player that can. And a big body to distribute out because Sloan can play outside as well as he can play inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And also Charlie Cameron stepped up. He was one of the people that we sort of targeted to pre-season to have a big year, needed yeah. to mm-hmm. submit his position. So we, we were super right. Yep. Yeah. Not many we get right. That, that was the one, one thing. <laughs> Pick Lindsay Thomas to have a big year too for North. Hey, he's smashing it in the VFL. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Literally smashing Literally. it. <laughs> yeah, going to say not anymore. He's not. Actually, uh, I did see for the North game, they panned to uh, Lindsay Thomas in the. We'll talk about North eventually. We'll get there. Well, you were just on the subject. Um, they, 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 they said, oh, it's good to see Daniel Wells uh, with the North blokes. <laughs> That's not Daniel Wells. No, yeah. North fans, were they? Well, that was the, too, the commentators. Yeah, so I meant North fans. Um, on to Collingwood and Hawthorne on Saturday night. Um, it's a funny one because obviously Hawthorne got out to a 43-point lead before yep. giving it up. Um, but really, when you, I was watching this game with the sound off because we had, like I said, the family over. The battle, no, yeah. And I thought, you know, I'll try. <laughs> so try swearing with the sound on? No, well, the sound off in the first half when we were um, kick, kicking ass. But really, when Hawthorne got 43 points up, it wasn't because Hawthorne played well. Collingwood yeah. were that bad. Yeah. I mean, but it was a good straight kicking by Hawthorne as well. Always makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, still didn't make the difference, though. But, but one goal won for the half. For the second half? Yeah. That's fucking... Well, I think... Normally bad. Somebody put it up that our scoring... Oh, no, sorry. Our average for points allowed in the first half is less than our average for points allowed in the third quarter. Really? For, for, the, for the year so far. Jesus, there's some stats you, you love to have. <laughs> <laughs> so when they come out of the third quarter, I think five minutes in, you go, yep, I know what's happening here. Collingwood are just going to run all over. They're not going to make the stupid mistakes that they made in the first half to, to give us that lead. Which is disappointing. I like seeing Collingwood make stupid mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fu- funny watching because on one hand, you know, I want to see Hawthorne lose. On the other hand, I want to see Buckley sacked. So well, I'll tell you what, the crowd, the crowd were giving it to them, weren't, weren't they? Weren't they, though? Um, which is, you know, fun to watch too. But um, Made for great theatre. Indeed, indeed. But it was um, it was interesting to see the criticism of uh, Mitchell. <laughs> How like funny people yeah. saying, he had 50 touches, but a shit game. Like, mate, no one that has 50 touches has a shit game. <laughs> yes. like, granted, he may have had not the most metres gained, but you get 50 touches, you've, you've, you've had a decent the, game. The problem is, he shouldn't be getting 50 touches because there should be other Hawthorne yeah. midfielders. That's the issue. I feel yeah. like this was a criticism about a different Mitchell. Yeah, just about... Um, what I th- it was great. Hawthorne actually on the Facebook page put up um, fifty touches in fifty seconds, and they showed his fifty touches. Yep, and nearly all of them are inside. You know, getting the ball while being tackled, handballing it out. Yep, they're, they're great possessions to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was, thought it was very funny. Actually, our mate Will um, had yep. a good saying: "Is it's the worst fifty touch game ever." 
which you go seventh. Yeah, that, fair enough. It is, but it's a bit like saying you banged the ugly Spice Girl. <laughs> you know, you still done it right for yourself. <laughs> Scary, in case you ask. Didn't do so with Eddie Murphy. He's still paying child support. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was happy at the time. Um, but yeah, it was funny that you can have a go at somebody for getting fifty touches. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, it's just so weird. Now you're just trying to find something to pick on him for. It's like, can't give him one little moment of, you know, <laughs> hey, give him a pat on the back for that one. But uh, slam the rest of the players did nothing because it was Mitchell getting the, getting the ball, hand past the teammate, messes it up. Yeah. Don't want to get the ball himself again. Uh, still got fairly tackles I think eight tackles or something so something like that he's pretty much the, the lone ranger there um, running around by himself in the Hawks um, yeah clearly it was because the others weren't picking up um, the, the, the slack Sicily mm. kicked three goals but he was ordinary and there was a few times actually the whole team was ordinary except for McAvoy and uh, Mitchell yeah. there was a few times there was two on none and we lost <laughs> you know, we lost those uh, little battles see McAvoy did alright but at the moment I put Grundy in All-Australian you go close. Yeah, he's well, definitely... He, he had 44 hit-outs to McAvoy's 37. But, but uh, around the ground, he had 17 disposals to McAvoy's 11. And McAvoy was handy, don't get me wrong. But uh, he, he had a good game. 10 of those being kicks. And a lot of them were... He, he, that was the first time in a while I've seen a ruckman take the ball out of the ruck and get a clean disposal. Yeah, yeah. So often, now they're trying to tap it. There was a... Uh, in the next game that we'll do, Danaher kicked a goal that way. Uh, yeah. In his... Yeah, I might have to eat some crow about Danaher. <laughs> um but uh, Pendlebury was clearly best on ground, especially in the uh, when the game was on the line in the yep. end of the third and, and the fourth quarter. Just um, some silky smooth skills. Oh, he's still got it, yeah. He doesn't have to do as much this year because you've got Adams and you've got Trelaw who are just picking up, picking up. So it's yeah. good for him to be able to just um, play different positions and not have to, be, have to step mm. up every game. Who was it that got stuck into Hodge and then ran around and hid behind Pendlebury? Might have been Adams. I, I can't remember. I've got a feeling it might have been too. And it was kind of funny, like, you know... Fair enough you want to play them physically, but he's probably not one of the blokes you want to stir up too much. He wasn't happier with it either. No, he did run after him. <laughs> he was going to get some retribution. But, uh, yeah, and I think, yeah, kind of rightly so. He, he copped, a, copped a little jumper punch from, from nowhere. And like, Who the fuck did that? <laughs> I'm going to go give him a receipt. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it came to nothing. No. Not well, in the for it. I'm sure he's not forgotten. 
Yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's not too. You know, he's quite partial to swinging an elbow around here and there too. So, well, yeah, I'm sure he's written I, that one down. I don't think we play Collingwood again for the year. So, and I don't know if Hodge plays next yeah, year. Yeah, it'll so. be Mad Monday. He'll get him next year when he's interviewing on the boundary or something. I'll offer him a ride home. Hodge dressed up as Pendlebury for Mad Monday. All right, on to the Sunday games and Essendon came out and absolutely blitzed West Coast. West Coast looked insipid, don't get me wrong. But, uh, geez, Essendon are running into a purple patch. It's hard to say as well. If you pick the line, Essendon by 10 goals plus, fuck you. Yeah, write your own Some sort of betting genius or just a loose unit. Um, So we've got to find a way to take it down for Essendon, you know, just to to ruin their little party. Well, it was was the worst um, 10-goal win I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought, um, just point out a little bit of the... uh, Hypocritical uh, hypocrisy. Yep. Um, you know how they uh, went over to WA uh, a few years ago, and uh, they were complaining about why would you boo Joe Watson? Yep. And uh, you know that's just not right. But yeah. um, they're happy to boo the the bloke that got his Brownlow medal. In <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. And you know what? I like him for it yep. too. Yep. I, I like that hypocrisy. I'm like, you know, own it. Yep. That's almost like the uh, when you saw the Magpies um, documentary on Vice, the yep. rivals between them, mm. Carlton, and they're like, we want you to hate us. Like, yep. don't yep. like us. That's what we want. And Essendon, just... yeah, they're very good at getting people to hate them. I quite like that, Doc. I thought it was, it was good. good. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, this is just all around domination. And yep. uh, like we uh, foreshadowed there, uh, Joey Danaher has had another blinder. Um, I've I've been a bit cold on Joe Danaher. I feel like he's a bit inconsistent. And he still is, but he was in it for the whole game this week. Well, he's growing into his frame almost, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. I'm still refusing to admit that I was wrong, but uh, it's looking <laughs> like it's undeniable soon. <laughs> well, he's he's looking like previously I thought uh, he's, he's probably just in the side based on what he could potentially be, but he's not really earning his spot. But no, I've, I've, I'm going to back off on that one. He had a fucking belter. Yeah, plenty of ball winners for Essendon too. So it wasn't like it was just uh, one person's job. Everyone sort of chipped in. Uh, yeah, Good to see, but I hate to see it. <laughs> um, Josh Green's turning into one of the better um, pickups. And so certainly yeah. considering he was a delisted signing for yeah. him as well. Yeah. Um, shows what you can do when you actually care about your footy and playing for your career. Yeah. Because he was absolutely shit ass at uh, Brisbane last year. Did yeah. not give a shit. Yeah, it showed, didn't it? It's kind of the symptom of a lot of Brisbane players at the moment, I think. Yeah, well, it shows that he can improve once he's left. Yeah, but he's um, still got Shaki. Shaish? Shaki? Shaki. Shaki. Um, it's looking like he's going to be struggling to keep him up there too. Uh, they've said he's going to have a deadline of the their buy round in order to decide if he's coming home. And got dropped this week. Yeah, I reckon he might just be taking that buy round to do a bit of moving, pack some shit up, and uh, pick a nice little house in, in probably St Kilda. <laughs> you reckon you end up at the Saints? Oh, I just had to pull a team out my ass just on, on the fly. So Why not? With, yeah. I thought Collingwood is just what you say. Collingwood are in the discussion. Because oh, yeah. they always are. Well, yep. Your boys got to have a bit of salary cap room, surely. Uh, we've got to fit well, Dusty in there now. I'm going to say, you will have once he yeah. leaves. No, you don't. <laughs> All right, uh, on to Melbourne versus North Melbourne. North Melbourne won again, so we'll move on to Frio versus... Ah, <laughs> oh, we've already talked North, I thought. Um, you know what I was impressed by this game is that there was a niggle all day. All I, day between them. It was highly unsocial on both sides. And Jordan Lewis did not get reported once. No, he was actually uh, pretty unsighted in that sort, those sort of events. I think he's just calmed down. He thought, you know what? I'm, I'm known. There's money on me to get suspended in this game. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Uh, Goldstein had a bit of a day um, which I saw him, expect against Pedersen I saw him jump <laughs> yeah. he, he took a leaping mark I haven't seen that in uh, in years from him yeah and Pedersen's still been playing good as well but just not in the ruck he's been around the ground where he's been uh, sort of decent especially in the forward line yeah 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the big thing was he's against Goldstein, who had 61 hit outs. Yeah, yep. he's had a day. <laughs> and obviously with the injuries for Melbourne, Ruck's going to be their vulnerabil- um, mm. vulnerability. And yep. uh, it, it was... Well, Goldstein needed a hit out like this. Yeah, and that's not criticism on Pedro. He did his job. No, um, what can you do? And he has been fantastic since uh, Gorn and uh, Spencer, I think it is, yeah. uh, are out. Um, but, you know... Blokes are taking advantage of the position available for him. Yep. Well, well done to him. Yeah, and a big Benny Brown kicking five, kicking five. He's in the top five for the Coleman at the minute. I think. Yeah, really. Yeah, five as or a, six. He's generally a very reliable set shot. Uh, granted, he does tend to run up from about eighty meters away yeah. and running under the ball a lot, which is what he did last week yeah. against uh, Sydney, was it? Yeah, he doesn't have it on that. Yeah, um, but he's very good with that lead up mark when he sticks the Dukes up. He gets them up pretty high. Yeah. yeah. He'd be one of the favourites of uh, drop punt porn. Yeah. Uh, he, he loves them. Um, it's almost, nice it's and almost like he uh, just doesn't understand how long his stride is because he always <laughs> seems to be consistently under the ball and where he can't jump as high as he thinks he can. Well, he did get stuck uh, well, stuck behind the ball uh, earlier on and he gave away a bit of a push in the back, which was absolutely there. He's, he's very rarely shoulder to shoulder with the defender. Yep. Yeah. Quite yeah. often running into space. Um, he to- and Waite got into each other's way a little bit. Uh, and Waite didn't have a lot of impact, but you know, it's not well, I think even, even Waite being out there takes a defender. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. More so than you know, Lockie Hansen. Although Lockie Hansen played a great game yeah. in, in this one, I thought. Uh, he's he's just, not someone you really worry about, though. He yeah, does enough, exactly. He does enough to, for like Get a one out of four weeks just yeah. to make you have to be accountable for him because you yeah. know he's still mm-hmm. with that potential. But it seems like he's happy just to do fuck all and then, ah, yeah, might strap the boots on, the boots on this day and kick, mm. kick eight. If uh, Mason Woods kicked a bit straighter, he'd be one of the better players as well. Um, three yeah. threes, a good return though um, for your your medium forward. They were all gettable though. Yep. Like, yep, that was the. He had one that I think was about twenty five out on maybe a twenty degree off center angle, so you know, just beyond the uh, around the point post area, and just put it across. And I think that was the north, uh, the first shot at goal for North. Am I right in saying that North don't have many visits to the G this year? Uh, the only one. This is it. Yep. Well, it's good. You know, they they knocked that one out. Um, yep. You know, and, and got a win. And what is it? Uh, Ten years since Melbourne 11. beat them. Eleven now. Uh, North do play them. I think round nineteen ish. Uh, but right. it's in Tassie. So if Gorn's back, it uh, could be could be close. But yeah, there's. Uh, I think around them, North might be after draft picks. So they, they, they might <laughs> might, might rest You might put Majak out there. See how it goes. The way it's going, Melbourne could be too. So that could be an interesting battle. Jeez, they're up and down. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's hard hard to pick. You yeah. Knock off the Crows and then come back and set up that. So, um, but they're good enough to play finals. I mean, But mind yeah. you, I could say that about probably 14 sides. Yeah, about that. Um, Viney, he's looking like a superstar. Yeah, needed more of it though. He did, but he was very effective. Um, Frost. Frost was like a rock down back. The amount of times that he managed to predict the ball, come off his man and get a mark, or just be exactly in the right spot to spoil... Frustrating as fuck, but he can play well. He was uh, Melbourne's best, I thought, in the um, the loss to Hawthorne as well. So he's stringing together a good couple of games. Yeah. Does Cunningham play next week? Yeah, yeah, you got a fine. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but yeah, a bit of a, a dairy farm special punch, I think. Yeah, because you know, we covered it at the top, but it did look like Vince went down easy, but I don't think he's that good of an actor either. Yeah. When he's I don't think you act when you're actually sub yourself off. Yeah. And- you know, having a good old sit down. I think he just got him sweet in the liver. Must have. Yep. Um, yeah. And to be fair, Cunningham's probably a little hard cunt. 
Yeah, I feel like there should be one free jump and punch <clears throat> per player per season. Yeah. yeah, one freebie they can call on after that. So that's enough. As long as it's a proper one. Like these little, you know, bit of a tap on the way by. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was just a, mate, I'm not fucking playing games. Um, and, you know, we've seen a few fend-offs. Maybe we see a few more punches at him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Thompson, was Thompson had his shirt ripped off. He did. He was ready to go. <laughs> Someone got a nice souvenir there. Came off pretty easy, though. I don't know if he's putting, like, the cuts in him just so he gets to flash the guns each game or something. <laughs> Maybe Hulk so. Hogan style. <laughs> you reckon it's a work? <laughs> oh, definitely. It's definitely on. I reckon it's a setup, especially right in front of the crowd, too, in the, in the goal square. Well, just off, off the goal square there. I didn't see what happened after that. Did he run straight off? Um, no, he, he stood around for a bit and just looked up. I think he was laying on someone, too, so... I, don't know. I mean, what... what? What happens? They run out with a new Guernsey, or do you have to run off and get changed? Oh, he, he does that run off and flexing all the way. I think. <laughs> fair, fair play. Why would you? Um, okay, on to the, the last game, which is Frio over Carlton. Frio game a little scare early, but uh, at the end of the day, the the talent to all... I mean, Carlton gave a little scare. Yeah, sorry, Carlton gave a little scare early, um, but the the talent of uh, Frio is uh, coming through. Six and three, Frio, just Sitting quietly. Fifth. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's not what we wanted to see. Um, very interesting. Um, although uh, six and three with a percentage below a hundred. Yeah, well, yeah. it just shows that you know if somebody gets on top, they go, yeah, fuck it. But yep. uh, they fought back in this one um, yeah. with uh, with Carlton getting the ascendancy early. But no one's been catching the crows' percentage anyway. That is fucking massive. well, Port Port. Oh yeah, actually, Port, Port, Port got the hand up there, didn't they? Yeah, Cruiser not embarrassed by Sandlands. No, not at all. I think yeah. he did quite, especially you know, Sandlands being the man monster. He's always going to struggle getting around the ball. Um, Cruiser was very mobile. Yeah, Lockie Neal picked up thirty-seven positives again. Not again, but yeah, he's but had another blinder. He's uh, he is a bit, little bit of a ball magnet. Yeah, um, Lockie Neal coming quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, again, meters gained two hundred thirty-nine though. But yeah, uh, not as many complaints about that one. Nope. <laughs> you know? um, and jeez, uh, isn't uh, Brad Hill just absolutely killing it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, which is always sad to see another Hawk person go over <laughs> and uh, yeah start performing. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, too, I don't think Nat Five had a great game. No, he's he's warming up into it. Um, yeah. It's still taking him a little while. But, it, but when we're talking about you know Brownlow Medal favourites and the guys that have stood up and had monster games like Sloan, Dangerfield, and uh, Martin, yeah. I don't think he's had he hasn't had a monster game yet. No, but it's good for Frio to be able to say. Look, we're not relying on him so much. Yeah. Like you look at uh, Gold Coast, and if Ablett has a poor game, generally they struggle. But um, they're definitely not a one-trick pony now. No, definitely not. And with the hills, you know, hills alive with the sound of music, running around the boundaries and getting the balls. Couldn't let it go, could you? <laughs> Once it eases your mind, you're like, well, I'm committed now. I'm running, running with it. I, I appreciate the, uh, the the commitment there. Um Shoehorn that one in. I, I do like uh, Sam Rowe does his knee and they decide, nah, send him back out there. <laughs> do <laughs> it properly. Flog a dead horse. Uh, it's kind of still had three players with over 30 posies, which is quite impressive for um, getting no sort of scoreboard transition or translation yeah. with that. I think sing- single digits for goals and behinds is quite pathetic, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're always going to struggle over there. Uh, a lot of them are kicks too, so I, I get the feeling a lot of that was uh, blind blast kicking. Which isn't what you want to have at him midfield, but you know, at least you get in the ball, I guess. You got to say, at least you get in the ball, and it's going to be another rough year for Carlton. We all expected that, so yeah. And I don't think the supporters expect any different as long as they win the batches they want to win, which would be against Collingwood, which they did. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's like rough. They did Essendon too. Yeah. It's rough yeah. on the win loss record, but they have still got enough going on in that club that you can have some sort of positive out of it. Like yeah. it seems like they're actually getting somewhere, even if the wins and losses don't say that. I think they're following um, what kind of predicted they would at the start of the year which is you know yeah. you're not going to win games um, b- 
because of lack of skill. Yeah. But, you know, Endeavour's there, the plan's there. Um, it's just got to grow into the yeah. AFL football. Just, just wait until they have to pay Daisy Thomas anymore so yeah. they can afford some big players. What, what do you think they're missing? Uh, talent in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think they need a heavy body too. Yeah, I mean, I know that Murphy and Gibbs are good, but they're getting towards the end. Now, now Murphy's still top-notch, yeah. um, but they need sure. some others. Uh, like Charlie Kerno is going to be there. Um, and I think yeah. you know, in probably yeah, yeah. two years' time, he's going to be that you know, running midfielder and big-bodied midfielder. Um, but guys like Simpson are still shouldering too much of the load. Charlie, uh, Charlie, yeah. yeah. Um, Wiedering's also wait until he sort of grows into his body, and then he can be a bit more physical presence. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's been enough, great, but yeah. But they've been trying to swing him down forward because uh, Marchbank and the other uh, Plowman, yeah, uh, have been sort of a great tandem down back. Yep. And I mean, yeah, that's one of the bonuses as well having those young kids be able to hold down a role down back. I mean, not winning, but at least getting some sort of experience and, and you know, it's going to be better for next year and the year after. Yeah. Also, shows you what where the holes are and what they need to recruit in or what they need to... Well, actually, I think they've recruited well. They, still about trading in yeah, some I think they still holes. need a big body in the middle. Like, because if you're getting tagged, they need someone to run a block kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was Ed Kernow who was, was sort of the tagger, the yeah. rough and tumble, but he'd done his shoulder twice, I think. And, and, and then he began too there. valuable. Yeah. Mm. Too yeah. valuable as a playmaker. And... Yep. Um, I think one of their thinkers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, which is crazy because he yeah. looks like Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think they're missing a big body. Like you look at uh, teams that are physically intimidating. You think of guys like you know Mumford, even Nankovis to his uh, credit, um, Dusty Martin, all those guys. They can you know people are if he's standing toe to toe with you, you're thinking you're a bit worried. Well, I mm. tell you what, with um, you know some of the raging players like Murphy and Cruiser and Gibbs are getting towards the end. You know Gibbs. Who knows if he's trying to offload himself to South Australia? Yeah, um, and obviously um, Daisy Thomas will be on less pay next year. They could be a little player when it comes to restricted free agents and uh, yeah, seasons that's end. True. Yeah, oh, I could see Nat Fife in the Navy Blues. Yeah, well, Dusty Martin. I don't know. They've got a great habit of getting rid of some talent, though. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, they they want to watch who they're trading. Yeah. All right, so let's have a look at round ten. Then uh, we're getting into the nitty gritty, and we go back to the Thursday night games um, down at Simmons Stadium, Geelong in form against uh, Port Adelaide coming off a bye. Yes, it's going to be a very, very good game to watch, I think. Um, Port have always been that fast-running game, which has been yep. long strength, so it's, it's going to be uh, the equivalent of a toe-to-toe slugfest, I think, where there's not much defense going on. It's all going to be attack. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Make it really exciting. It should be a high-scoring game, and uh, yeah, should have everyone invested in if you're not going for either team. See, I think despite the long uh, long plane ride it's taken, the gap... <laughs> Is that they had the buy? They're going to come out so strong, Port. I think so. I think uh, so. I think they're going to be too good. I think they're going to be too fit. Um, and uh, cats, you know, their height might actually um, go against them here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Port might run run them off their feet. Yeah. See, I'm still not completely convinced. So I'm going to go for Geelong, but I think Port will take it to them. Uh, Friday night, Sydney are hosting Hawthorne. Uh, this could get nasty. Could, this could get big. Could get nicer. It could be awesome. I think three weeks ago we would have said, "Oh, either team can can get this and could be interesting." But Sydney are looking in form, and a in form Sydney or Buddy yep. could have an absolute blinder. Well, um, and also I think Hawthorne's in a bit of a precarious position now because they've got a, quite a few injuries, so players are getting called up that honestly haven't earned their spot. But at the same time, Box Hill are six and zero, so we might actually be just looking for a VFL premiership this year. <laughs> I think- um, 
every week you say Buddy's due for a day out. I think this one's going to come true. Well, I mean, he had a good good week last week and eight the week yeah. before. Um, yeah, but even when he hasn't been kicking goals, he's been doing enough downfield and presenting himself, uh, setting up goals too. So his his impact on the team isn't directly just goals. No, the week before last, he had a good one because last week he got beaten by Tarrant. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Buddy is the problem yep. as well. I mean, midfield's obviously going to kill us. But Who do you put on him? Exactly. Because <laughs> usually Gibson it's Frawley. Can't hold him. Usually it's Frawley, but he's out. Um, yeah. Gibson, there's no way Gibson can go with him. No. So it could be Ryan Burton, um, which right, I think I, can do. I think Buddy's going to beat him, um, hands down. But I think it'll yeah. be a great learning experience. And look, if if uh, Burton has a good day and keeps him to two or three, you go. You know what? Fair You've play, son. Job. Do you yeah. think you can keep up with him? Uh, no, I don't think there's any backman in the league that can keep up with him. Yeah, and Burton's one of those. So that's one of the problems. Like uh, he's so strong and fast that the players that can shoulder to shoulder him, like Frawley can't keep up with his no. pace and vice versa if they can keep up with his pace they're normally too small well that's why there's nobody that's going to go one on one with him all day it's Shit, got no. to be a, a team effort so hopefully Brand comes back um, because he was uh, named this week but was a laid out yeah. with illness so at least it's not an injury so he should be back so they're going to run off each other because yeah. you know usually like I said it's Frawley and if it's not then it's Ben Stratton covering him but they're both yep. out of it so. and I think they also would be handy if they could uh, get um, Tom Mitchell to have the worst ever 75 possession game <laughs> 75 <laughs> <laughs> well, that just that wouldn't be the, the worst thing. <laughs> bit of a homecoming there. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, especially against the, that midfield running into form. Yep. Mm. Um, Bulldogs St Kilda at Etihad Stadium on Saturday. What oh, a, I love this game. Love yeah, it. It's be awesome. I absolutely love it. And yep. both teams that need a win. Mm. Yeah, and I mean both teams at home too, so you should get a decent yep. crowd there, which neither of those those teams are used to. Um, but this is one for even if you don't go through the team, it's one that I gotta like to watch. Oh shit, yeah. But I'll be working, I can't go. But <laughs> I, I might head in. Yeah, it'll be a good right. fun. Um, hopefully the roof roof shut for this one, uh, so we can have some straight kicking. And it's gonna be real interesting one on one matches in this one. Um, you got always obviously the midfield, but I'm looking at how St Kilda's defense is going to manage to stop that that running through the midfield yeah. and, and sort of bypassing what, what they're supposed to well, do. Libertor has to come back, surely. Surely. And I think uh, Jordan Ruffhead has had two games in the twos, yep. um, you know, coming back from injury. So they might have a Ruckman now. Or, right. you know, as much as what Ruckman is he is. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, Lynn John taking taps. <laughs> that was fantastic to see, actually. Yeah, well, you do what you do. But it's a coin flip game, isn't it? I mean, yep. honestly. Um, I'm going to say the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah I think- I'm on the Bulldogs just because I think they're... Mental toughness will get them through. I haven't seen Saints play four quarters yet, so I reckon yep. the Bulldogs will just get over the last. And it doesn't matter how fast they can get up, I think they will get ahead at some point, but I reckon the Bulldogs will come back in the last. They seem to be able to pull together when it matters. I reckon Trav Cloak will be the difference. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting if he so, could. So it's like, going for? <laughs> don't know who's going <laughs> I did say the difference, so whether he kicks straight or not. Um, Melbourne uh, hosting the Suns um, up up north. Um, so this would be an interesting one again because the Suns coming off a pitiful display in China, but the long break, yep. and Melbourne need to bounce back. Yeah, Melbourne looked tired in the fourth quarter, like North did too, and I think North gassed out before Melbourne, but Melbourne ended the game pretty much dead on their feet. So I think uh, it's a six-day turnaround versus the long break for Suns. On that basis, I'm going to go for the underdog Suns. Yeah, I'm just hoping the Suns got a new supplements program out of that China deal. <laughs> so I reckon there's going to be dick pills and. Uh, Clembuterol and the cocaine or whatever it is. But it might be a counterfeit Suns that have come back too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's not going to be probably, I mean, the most interesting game, but I think Melbourne will get across the line quite easy. Yeah, I'll still go for the for the Ds, I think. Um, dream time at the G with uh, the Tigers sitting in seventh against the 10th place Essendon. How yep. the fuck can you pick this? 
Well, I'm going to say, Essendon have the form and yeah. playing brilliantly the last two weeks, which means they're going to lose. But that's what, like either team, if the good uh, Richmond turn up and the bad Essendon turn up, it's a whitewash. And if vice versa, if the bad Richmond and the good Essendon turn up, it's going to be a fucking belting. So, I don't know, fucking coin flip. I just want to see Dusty fend off Tipper and see yep. what happens. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Unstoppable object versus the immovable force. Yeah, um, we've. I think it's a divide by zero. Era. I think Essen's beaten us for a while too, so I feel like we got the wood over them. I think we might just get across the line. We always seem to step up on um, the Indigenous round as well. Well, it's Danaher. It has to be Rance, surely. Yeah. Oh, that would be. He put Grimes on him. Nah, no. you got to go Rance. Yeah, Rance is there, um, and then that means Grimes goes to probably someone like Hooker. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. th- I think they could easily switch up. Um, yeah. Especially after last week, Grimes was um, really. His best game in, in years, I think. Yeah, he had a blinder. Um, oh, I'm going to go Richmond, just because I think their back line is a little bit better. Yeah. Obviously, I'm on the Tigers. You're on the Tigers? There. Yep. God, I was going to say the Tigers as well, but because um, it just makes absolutely no sense that they lose two heartbreakers against Essendon, who are <laughs> yep. coming off two absolutely astounding performances. So, because it makes sense, it makes Richmond sense, I'll... They'll uh, they'll get up in that one. Uh, the Crows are hosting the Dockers at Adelaide Oval. Um, you'd expect the Crows to, to walk yep. in. Yeah, look, Fremantle, like we've always said, you've got to keep Crows under about 15, 16 goals if you've got a chance. Yep. You know, I don't see it happening. I don't see who in their back line is going to stop. You know, Lockie Neal's going to be enough on his own to be able to uh, do it all for Frio. Um, Fife's going to have to step up. Yep. Who, who do you think they'd use as a run with if they wanted to tag Sloan? I don't know. They, they might use Fife and just say, you know what, Sloan, we'll we'll go you one on one. Yeah. If you want to um, run off Fife, then good luck. We'll see what he does the other way. And I don't know if that's a good move or a bad move. But um, mm. uh, otherwise, I mean, I bet you they wish they still had Ryan Crowley on the payroll. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know who's their tagger now. I did see uh, Damien Barrett's hailing the return of Ross the boss. Um, I'm Whatever. not really willing to get on board with Ross Lyon just yet. But uh, look, Freo looking good. But I'm on Adelaide. I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. They're first and they're looking like it, despite a couple of hiccups in their game plan. Uh, on Sunday, we've got uh, Collingwood and Brisbane at the MCG. Um, it'd be just like Collingwood to lose this one, but I can't see it happening. No, I can't see Brisbane win another game, to be honest. Or no, a game. Yeah. It's going to struggle. Yeah. I, I really want Collingwood to lose this one. but It, it would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Brisbane are, are far better than they've been showing, but I think it's a cultural thing. I think they're not playing to potential and they're just not, not buying into it. Um, but then again, I can say the same about Collingwood except for last week. So, yeah, I, get, I don't is, know. I can see how Collingwood can win this game. I can't see how Brisbane do. Yeah. Fucking, I'm on Brisbane. I reckon Beams have a day out. <laughs> I reckon Beams could have a day out and it won't make a lick of difference. No. He, he could get 50 touches this week. Yep. Deems, Beams, <laughs> Mark, put so, it down. So does that put Mitchell as the eighth best yeah, 50 touch or seventh? Probably. Probably eighth. Um, Carlton and North at Etihad Stadium on Sunday. Yeah, Jesus, this is going to be a cracker. <laughs> Your enthusiasm just raining on through. It it's, could be messy. It is a tough one for either. Um, I mean, North have been up and down, but uh, Carlton, you know, Carlton, yeah. I'm back in North, and well, in a rare form of confidence, I think they'll get a percentage booster. North by five goals. Yeah, I feel like the, the real loser of this game is going to be uh, anyone watching. Yeah, <laughs> but I reckon North will go across the line. I think Carlton. North, North have got some something going on there, so I think Carlton just a bit all over the place. A scrappy affair. Yeah, yeah. But I think North as well. Yeah, you'd hope Marley, Marley Williams can step up and have another great game. He didn't, didn't do much last week, so he's due to, to bring it up. No, he did all right. He was okay. Yeah, he was okay. Um, and West Coast are hosting the Giants in uh, fourth versus second. How the fuck do you pick this one? 
Well, I can say Giants sitting second, but they haven't been overly impressive. They no. scraped over the line against Richmond and, and uh, Collingwood two weeks in a row. Yeah. It's like the same about West Coast, though. They've been shithouse away from home. Yeah, that's true. So yep. this one's at home. So uh, everything says West Coast, but who fucking knows? Yeah, I think I'll go with West Coast because that's an easy pick. Yeah, I feel like GWS has been travelling the last couple of weeks. Uh, this one might just be a, a bit too far. No, I'm going for Giants because I think Mumford will eat someone. Actually, I think GWS played at home the last two weeks against Collingwood and Richmond. Oh, shit, they did too. Fuck. So this is their first time travelling, which means they're not used to it, so yep. they'll lose anyway. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the longest trip in footy, isn't it? It is, it is, I think. Well, no, until longest, China yeah, came along. Well, the longest trip is the airport out to Jitter West, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long drive. Yeah, it's a very fucking long drive. Um, you know, look, if if GWS get up, then they can say they're legitimate um, flag contenders this year. Yeah, yep. And then yeah. you still got to figure out how they're going to beat the Crows. I, I did see online, there's uh, All Bar Brisbane are about $2.50 to make the, the eight. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's ridiculous that Hawthorne are up there. <laughs> um, I, I can't see... I, I hope... Hawthorne going to struggle to get two more games for the rest of the year. Play the kids. Give uh, give the Saints their number one or two pick or whatever they get. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've looked that bad. But uh, for this one... Um, geez, I, you know what? GWS. I'm going to go the, the Giants because it makes absolutely no sense. They played badly two weeks in one. Yep. So they're going to play good and win instead. And I mean, that is the form of competition is whatever you, whatever should go wrong is going wrong. So yep. you've, got to, you've got to use that as the base for your picks. Who fucking yeah. knows? Boomer Kelly's going to have a blinder. Boomer Kelly's going to yep. have a blinder. All right, that'll do us for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and, uh, you know, tell your friends and uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and uh, clickingballs.com. Yep. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.